Welcome to the Here to Evolve podcast. I'm Josh. And I'm Alessandra. And in this podcast, we take topics from both health and fitness, as well as the business side of things. We run two businesses, SD Evolution and Fit Coach Pro, and have a pretty unique perspective because we've had a lot of success, but we are not quite at the top of the food chain yet. Our mission is to help break down these topics so you can learn in an easy to digest manner and apply them into your daily life. In this episode, we are going to discuss what can potentially be a lonely journey on any personal development path, whether that is you working to improve something in your own life, something you know more towards the business side of things, improving your overall health and wellness. There tends to be a lot of sacrifice. So we're gonna dive into that today. But first, if you are a new listener, we have a three episode rule. You get the first two free, quote unquote free. And if you are still listening after the third episode, we just ask that you leave us a quick five-star review, leave us a written comment if you can, share us on social media, tag us, help us expand our audience, reach new people. Um, This is one of the methods we use as a free resource. So giving out as many tools, um, tricks of the trade, breaking things down, simplifying things for you guys without, you know, even being clients in the app on our one-to-one coaching, buying anything. Um, we put out a ton of free stuff. We have guides, we've got the podcast. Obviously, social media is the most obvious uh, aspect there. But all we ask in return when you are utilizing these free resources is that you share it. If you got some value from it, share it. If you didn't, then obviously don't. We um, did get a few new uh, reviews recently that I've been reading. So know that we read them and we genuinely appreciate them. And we are sharing them more regularly now. So if you haven't yet, just write a quick little sentence of, Whatever you want to say. Returning listeners, you already knew that. So if you are past that three episode rule and you have not done this yet, hold yourself accountable. You're putting any actionable steps forward. And if you haven't yet, that's the easiest one. Start with the review. So diving in, and this is something that, you know, we have, you know, I think personally felt. I know I have. I'm sure you've you felt that way as well across your journey, whether it was through competitions or as we started the business or just where we are in our life at this point. Um, The more committed you are to something, the more you tend to sacrifice in terms of, you know, the extracurriculars, things that are not immediately adding value to that specific thing. And that doesn't mean you can't have a a lifestyle. You can't have, you know, a social life. I mean, um, if you are committed to certain things, just, you know, when we get buried and obsessed over building something, it tends to take away from, all those other areas. I think we can also normalize redefining what it means to have a social life too, because I think a lot of people think social life and think the only option to have a social life is to get together with people and drink alcohol or get together and go out to the bars or get together and party. And there are so many other ways you can connect with human beings. And I would argue that this is probably the area, like you said, a lot of people feel like they have to pick either that or their health and fitness goals. But I want to normalize like you can have both and you should be able to incorporate social aspects into your health and fitness. We talked about, I don't know if it was a specific alcohol episode a while back, but uh, the thing that I had missed about drinking wasn't being drunk wasn't actually drinking. It was just the connection that you, or the instant connection you tend to have when you're going out to the bar and you're more social and you're more of an extrovert. Um, and just having that, I don't want to say strong of a community because it's, it's not a strong community. Obviously you're, you're drinking to socialize, but just that aspect of community of having, you know, quote unquote, a reason to go out 
for no reason on Friday or Saturday night and meeting up with people. It just, it does tend to be easier to entice people to go out and to do something when it's around alcohol because it doesn't really matter what you're doing. You're going there to be drunk. Whereas going out to actually bond and have an actual experience takes a little more work and a little more planning. It's not just let's show up here and drink and then whatever happens, happens. Um, so it just, it tends to not even so much as an icebreaker. It's just easier to set something like that up. Yeah. I mean, if you were to text your family group chat or your friend group chat right now and say, hey, let's meet at the bar this weekend at 8 p.m. And then you texted them again the next day and said, just kidding, let's go rock climbing at 5 p.m. <laughs> Do you think the same people would show up? It's probably a good test of uh, your community as it currently stands. But you're My right. family's pretty good about that. They'd probably show up for the rock climbing. Yeah. I think it depends. It has to be, you know, planned the right way. But my point in sharing that is it is possible to find a community that does and enjoys the things that you enjoy and like to do or maybe the things that you want to like picture the lifestyle that you want to live. A lot of people think there's not community when you get to that point, but it's just it's different than what you currently have got going on, if that makes sense. And that is like we've talked about this a hundred times, but when you do something like cut out, cut alcohol out of your life, you are immediately pruning a significant number of your quote unquote friend group. Like all of the, you know, the fringe friends, essentially, where you're only meeting at the bar, you're only having those experiences. Those are gone immediately. And it um, feels like a, a hit to your to your friendships and to the people in your life, but it's not necessarily a bad thing, I would argue. It feels rough at first because it's like I'm losing all my friends, but you're going to just get back a lot of wasted energy, I guess. Um, and you're going to kind of see who actually wants to be your friend outside of drinking. Yeah, I think the... The reason that it would hurt or that it can hurt is because you'll lose people you didn't realize you only connect with at mm -hmm. the bar and when you're drinking and having people over to drink. So the ones you didn't realize, like that is your entire relationship. You're like, oh, I haven't talked to them in a while and I don't really have a reason to anymore. I think those hurt more than anything else. And then, like I said, that's a huge chunk of people that typically gets axed off. On the other side of things, you kind of, you redefine that group. It becomes much clearer who your core three, four people are. Um, I mean, I can count my friends on, on one hand, my close friends that I still engage with on mm -hmm. one hand. And even that has dwindled. Um, that's been something where as everyone <laughs> grows up, grows apart a little bit, it, it, uh, it's tougher to, to make things happen and get someone to answer text. And that's kind of the loneliest part and the, the most difficult part. But, you know, it does enrich all other areas, I feel. Um, I think we're very lucky that we're so close with our families where like that's where that's where the slack is picked up we, we go get a lot of social from our families yeah um yeah and i think too like you have to be open to making new friends as an adult and as you become parents especially like i remember when kai was a baby like well it was the pandemic so that's kind of a whole nother scenario um but it wasn't really like we would go to the park and stuff and I would feel awkward and weird like just going up, up to people or, you know, engaging in conversation there um, just because, you know, everyone's doing their own thing. You have no idea who these people are. But now that he's in school, like we have 
made some really great friends from just kids that he goes to school with. Um, and it's really cool to just see how your communities evolve over time too, like in ways that you wouldn't necessarily think about. You just kind of organically make new friends. And I remember talking about this with my therapist when I first started with her, like when he first started preschool as a three-year-old, I kind of like, you know, you go to pick up and everybody's kind of in their own little clan and groups and I just was very picked him up brought him in the car and we took him home that's still me Um, just to be clear what that's still me just I know but it just kind of like this year going back for our second year you kind of take those people who you kind of just wave to in passing and take take it to the next level and it takes effort and it is kind of weird at first but like you eventually talk to these people and you become friends with them. And we had, you know, some people come to our Halloween party this year from his preschool, which was really cool. So I think, you know, you have to be open to making new friends too. I think for a while I just was not there yet. Um, But it does tend to happen organically in a way as well as like you kind of have to initiate it a little bit on your own. But go ahead. I was just going to say, and that's, this, that's really the solution. So this wasn't meant to be a very depressing episode where it's like, it's okay to lose all your friends and only have three or four or two or one. It's about expanding your horizon again. It's about reaching out and, you know, like our neighborhood. We love our neighborhood, the people who live here. Um, Kai is very good friends with the two kids next door. Uh, we literally spent the entire snow day yesterday on the quads, climbing snowbanks, and, uh, you know, just embracing that sense of literal community. So not even just like, the aspect of a community, but your community, getting more active in your community and kind of aligning or uh, connecting with the people who align with your lifestyle. And that's, you know, extremely true for, you know, your personal goals. Let's say you're going to the gym and that's probably why, you know, CrossFit has been such a a cult is the sense of community. You're all Mm -hmm. doing the same thing. You're working toward the same goal, Uh, whether or not it's the most, it's the best way to get there. You know, it's irrelevant because you you have that family there. Yeah. If you've been to a CrossFit class, you know exactly what and why it is a cult. It's incredibly unquote. supportive. It is so supportive. You, everybody is just so welcoming. I would argue even like when you go to an old school bodybuilding gym, like mm-hmm. the gym in my hometown, um, it's like the grungiest place with the biggest, most jacked, juiced up guys who on the outside, it seems like a scary thing, but they are probably the most welcoming gym members I have ever come across in my entire life like you will not find a more welcoming place than an old school bodybuilding gym um because they just they love it they know that people are there to show up for themselves you can ask them to help you with anything and they will take time from their own workout and give you pointers or talk to you about whatever so everyone's there for the same mission yeah and I think that's a big misconception or a big I guess stressor that a lot of people have when it comes to going to a gym for the first time is they think everyone's there to judge them and it's this judgy place which maybe some like of the bigger box commercial gyms are um but if you go to an old school bodybuilding gym I guarantee you will feel so welcomed and like part of a little family there um and that's really I mean I think it's just so important when it comes to your health and fitness but just in life and in our lives in general too so, you know, we're, we're kind of bleeding into the fitness side of this. And let's talk a little bit about having that support with people in your life currently, because I know that is a struggle for a lot of our clients, too, is they feel like they don't have 
support from their spouse or, you know, whoever is in their immediate family, I guess. Um, so what, what can we suggest to someone like that whose spouse is not super supportive and they just, they don't know, they don't have anyone to lean on? Yeah, that's probably one of the harder situations is when somebody is already, you know, quote unquote, burned into your circle. Like they're in your circle. There's no removing them from your circle, but they don't seem supportive. So it starts with a conversation. It's like, hey, this is what I want to work on. I'd really appreciate your support. And these are the ways you can help me. So a lot of times they're not going to know how to support you. If you're starting a business, if you're starting a fitness, health and fitness journey for the first time in your life and they are not on that path, they're not going to understand what you're doing or why you're doing it. And I would argue it's going to make them feel super uncomfortable. Very uncomfortable. Because insecure. you're trying insecure to. Insecure is the, the key insecure word Insecure is the word because you're trying to grow and evolve as a human and maybe it's making them think about what they are doing or not doing with their own lives. And that's something we've had conversations with a lot of our clients for is their, their, their significant other was not supportive. They couldn't get on board. Um, and it's a very difficult situation to overcome. We see it a lot, even with prospective clients who their significant other won't even let them sign up for coaching, like it, to the point where they won't even let them start. So, and it's not about the finances. It's not about this. It's just, you're taking a step to be better. And I'm not ready for that step to be made or I don't want to make that step or I don't want to, I don't want to fall behind you. Which honestly, it it just, it sucks. It sucks for that person. So if you are in a scenario like that, I think having an open and honest conversation, hopefully that's something you can do with your spouse or whoever this person is and hopefully they can listen. Um, That is step one. And if it's something where you have this conversation and they still are just not open to even supporting you, then it's okay to cut them off from that aspect of your life. You are an individual. You can do what you want to do with your body and your life. And if they're not supportive of it, maybe you don't lean on them or share that part of it with them at all. Yeah. And then externally, so people outside of that circle that is already ingrained there, um, basically family, it's about, again, going back to the alignment factor and especially... You know, I would even say this is very exclusive to the the business side of things. Um, that's probably one of the biggest reasons that we have taken time and energy away from, you know, fringe friendships, essentially, is that extra time and energy goes into what we're doing in business. We work from sun up to sundown around the kid's schedule um, because we love it. So it's, it's not worth putting that love and that passion into things that aren't adding value to our life and the things that we're trying to build, the goals we're looking to accomplish. That being said... Um, you know, we've been blessed, we've been lucky to be surrounded by a ton of people on the same path. You know, we started the mentorship, but even before that, aligning with two of our partners in uh, in Fit Coach Pro, just having that same level of human on our grind, someone who is that ingrained in the process and just it pushes you, it holds you accountable. There's there's different levels, you know, they're friendships, you know, we consider them family, but at the same time, it's also, I am holding myself accountable to you because they, we have a shared mission to accomplish these certain things. Right. It's shared. They understand the struggles. They understand a lot of what you're going through, even if they're not going through it at the same exact time. Um, and it's both of those started because of online relationships, right? We met Joelle through social media. Reluctantly. Yeah. Greg, um, <laughs> yeah, I think we've shared that story before, but Greg, our other partner, we've met through one of our clients through social media. So it's like you can meet some really awesome people who become family from social media. And 
you know, this is probably the biggest challenge for us as owners of an online health coaching company is how do we create that community? But I feel like we've done a pretty damn good job of creating that community in the online space, even just on social media. People, you guys who listen to the podcast and download all the free stuff, like you are part of our community. We have our app members who created their own little bubble of our community. And then we have our one-on-one clients. Um, and it's just like talking to someone who can relate and be there for you. I mean, every one of our coaches with their client rosters, that is their person, that is their community. And without our coaches, some of those people would not have anybody in their life who supported them. So it's huge. And I think you may not even consider like, I wasn't big on, you know, Facebook groups and communities like that. It might seem a little superficial. It's like, oh, it's just people online that we're kind of chatting with that I've never met before. But I think our team has done a really great job of stirring those that pot and, you know, starting those conversations and getting a ton of engagement a lot the last couple months anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, so just building relationships through that and then continuing those conversations on the side. Hey, I'm always connecting with this person. I love how this person posts, reaching out through Instagram or Facebook or whatever, having those conversations and forging those friendships and having that support system. Um, so it just it goes a long way. I was anti online relationships as any of you have heard a previous podcast explaining that story with Joel. Um, but I've seen these things obviously come to, you know, enter the quote unquote real world, um, the realm of reality. So I've, I've done a complete 180. I am a huge fan of it at this point and just seeing the support system that you have, especially for those who do feel disconnected and alone on their journey. It opens up a new door that they otherwise would not have available to them. Yeah, I think it, it has changed my life and I think especially once we hit the pandemic like we were all forced to communicate through zoom and through the tech space um and I feel like in a way that was a good thing but also like being what are we four years past the pandemic now um which is crazy but like being getting to this point past it I feel like it was really easy for a while to just continue keeping those relationships and keeping them virtual only if that makes sense like I feel like we got that's like our comfort bubble and now we have to start breaking out again and I even posted on my Instagram today like asking people for recs about like an adult hip-hop class and just finding like different ways to connect with people in our local community and just getting branching out and doing something that I enjoy doing and hopefully that brings more people in who also enjoy doing that and then you make those connections so I guess this this has kind of gone the route of like finding community and connections and friends as an adult which is so hard it's just it feels really hard but like I said you have to push yourself to get out there and you have to be open to it otherwise it's never going to happen Yeah. Again, if you are not supported, you do have to make some initial efforts. You have to essentially do a a self cleanse, a a life cleanse and realize who's actually in it with you, who's supporting you and who is just kind of there and stop paying, whether it's effort, whether it's time, energy, whatever it is, stop paying towards those, you know, empty relationships and put that time, energy and effort back into yourself, whatever it is you want to work for. Um, you know, everything that we do for ourselves, health and fitness, we've talked about being a full-time job. It takes a lot of time, a lot of effort and very similar to like these little things that add up financially. You go out, you buy a coffee, you buy this, you buy that, you blink and you just spent $300. You don't know what happened. Your bank account runs dry, your time, your energy, all of those things that spread you so thin, they also run 
they run dry. So kind of reallocating and budgeting the correct way. So we're moving in the right direction rather than spinning our tires year after year after year, investing in yourself in whatever that looks like for you financially, time, effort, energy, personal development, you know, invest back into yourself and improving your life. Um, especially for those who are not happy or content with where they are, there are so many resources available to you. It's just about reallocating from different areas to make those things happen. So you're not stuck. You never have to be stuck. You just have to be aware. You know, the theme of this podcast is through awareness, we create change. And that's again, the, the conversation we're having today, becoming aware of how you are spreading your time, your energy, your efforts, and creating change to actually align with the things you want to accomplish in your life. Yeah. And I, I just want to throw in there too. I think there are levels to your community and to the people in your circle. Like there's going to be the people who you wave hello and maybe talk for five minutes at school drop off. Then there's going to be people who you actually take it that step further and make play dates with and, you know, you meet them for coffee or whatever it is. And then there's going to be the people that you text every day or the people that you are constantly talking with and sharing more in-depth aspects of your life with. So reminder that there's levels. Not everybody has to become your new BFF, um, but having those levels and having a range of people in your community, I think it's also valuable. Like you don't want, you don't need to have a hundred BFFs. You can have your select few people. And I think over time you'll understand who those people are. It might not happen right off the bat, but you know, you, you really start to understand who is fully in your corner after a good chunk of time. That's a good place to wrap it up. Where can they find you? I'm at Alessandra Skutnik. I'm at Josh Skutnik. Everything else is linked in the show notes.